This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Morano. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I am superstar Frank Moreno, but I feel silly using that moniker when my next guest is in the room because he is a true superstar. He has been a children's entertainer for a quarter of a century, and he's not someone you see. He's not someone you listen to. He's someone you just experience. Let me paint the picture. He walks in wearing uh, basically what looks like a straw hat. He's got long, blonde, flowing hair, a bodybuilder's physique, a a red Hawaiian shirt with purple and yellow flowers, jean shorts that, of course, have obligatory holes in them, and uh, a very hippie-looking bracelet. By now, you may have guessed, I am referring to children's entertainer, Author, school teacher, and New Jerseyan at large, the one and only Ron Albanese joining us once again in studio. Hello, Ron. Wow. Hey there. Hi there. Ho there. What an intro. I'm I'm almost speechless, but I'm actually never speechless. So, <laughs> but I came close just there. That's the least surprising thing I've uh, I've ever heard anybody say. Hey, so for people that don't know who you are, I mean, first of all, shame on them. Our uh, news guy Gnome, a big fan of your uh, polka dot uh, yeah. show. Uh, um, explain to folks what you do exactly. Sure. Um, Uh, I'm basically a children's and family entertainment personality. I've been doing that, as you said, for just about a quarter century now. And, um, you know, I get hired to do things like birthday parties, play guitar. Uh, I do all kinds of events, fairs, festivals, schools, pools, libraries all over the place. I do it mostly in the tri-state, Pennsylvania and Florida as well. Well, that's uh, absolutely terrific. And you actually get started doing that. Well, what happened was I was an editor of a newspaper in Hoboken, Noam, actually. And, uh, you know, I was interviewing a, interviewing a, a singer-songwriter gal. And what happened was I needed another piece of information. So I dialed her up. How you doing? Listen, I need to know you're whatever. And she said, yeah. And guess what? I'm now doing singing telegrams. I said, you are? She said, I am. She said, you're kind of an instrumentalist, are you? aren't you of some sort? I said, yeah. She goes, well, you should do it, too. They're hiring. I said, nah, I would never do that kind of stuff. Singing telegrams. <laughs> no way, no how. Then she said... It's $40 an hour. So that's when I turn into Ralph Cramden. It's in my head. $40 an hour. $40 an hour. I'm going to sell irons door to door like Norton is. And uh, so that's what happened. I went up to the guy's office, and he looked at me literally. I'll never forget this. And he looked at me, and he goes, you're hired. Show up Saturday. And I was literally like, humana, 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 humana. So I go there Saturday, and I did not do singing telegrams, Frank. But what I did was I was wearing costumes. And I, I, I was a, a Teletubby. I was every Teletubby 10,000 times over. Do you have a favorite Teletubby to appear as? Well, you know, I would say character-wise, Frank, I would have to go with Lala. 
Okay. okay. See, I, I've never seen yeah, the Teletubby. Yeah, well, Lala is the yellow, yellow Teletubby. Okay. And uh, then I also like, but I liked wearing the green one, which, of course, is Peter Chris of Kiss. No, it's not. It is actually, <laughs> uh, the green Teletubby was Dipsy, right? Maybe one of our callers on our busy telephones would tell us. But, uh, yeah, I was everyone, because that costume nobody ever wanted. It gotcha. was an unpopular, and it was the cleanest Mint condition costume. So all these things were like wearing a giant rug, right? You're wearing a giant rug, uh, sometimes with fake fat, if you're Winnie the Pooh uh-huh. or something like that. Uh, and you put on his head, you seal yourself in, and you're literally like on the moon. You're in your own world. You're walking. Time moves more slowly. You hear the children outside. They're grabbing your tail. They're trying to feed you through the mouth of the costume. <laughs> it's uh, 59 and a half minutes, and then you're out of that party onto a next one. I- I've, um, I've known a lot of folks that have, that have been children's entertainers. It's a different world, though, when you have kind of the protection of that costume where you're not really expected to speak or anything versus just performing as yourself, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you said I've known a lot of children's entertainers, which is a nice way of saying the bottom feeders no, of the entertainment world. No, I don't think that's world. true. I completely disagree with that. <laughs> well, I, you know, yo, you're right, Frank. You're right. But, you know, uh, yeah. What did you say? No, I said it's different oh. when you perform as yourself versus oh. being Super Mario or something. It was right? a huge leap to becoming what they call a face character. Yes, because now you're just out there and, and now you're working on your expressions and you're, you're doing all these uh, Shakespearean you know, stage things where you're projecting more and everything. So, yeah, the costume's not doing the work for you anymore at all. The um, And you'll be happy to know that uh, we keep, and I'm, I'm not joking about this, you can see for yourself, in the studio next door, we keep your autographed photo displayed <laughs> on the wall at all times. It's been up there ever since you were, you were here last. That's so. cool. I'm just uh, slightly photoshopping. <laughs> That. But other than that, uh, it's a it's a great shot. You know, you're also a a teacher, so I have to think that keeps you pretty busy. You know, writing books, performing live shows all over the place, and being a teacher, especially now that school year's back in session. Absolutely, for me, it's always been a duality, and that's a big word. And I try not to cross the streams, like they say in Ghostbusters. You know, I always just was a teacher, and then I'm an entertainer here all the other time. It it didn't really cross. Of course, working with children. Mm. And things like that. Uh, And then most recently, uh, I've begun to combine those two elements into a new venture. What's the new venture? The new venture is, do you have a drum roll? Uh, I would say cart, but I'd be dating myself. My new venture, Frank, and everybody else listening, is Ron Albanese's Teaching Tunes. Teaching Tunes. Correct. Teaching Tunes. I like it. So, you win a new car. So uh, how, do, uh, how do we see or experience this? This is very exciting. I've been working on this uh, between gigs all summer long, Frank, and I've come up with a concept. I've come up with an idea. I'm going to be a little educational here, and I'm going to write songs and, and create videos specifically tailored to the curricula, and that's the proper plural of curriculum, uh, pre-K, K being kindergarten, and first grade. The first video, the proof of concept, is Surfing ABCs, and that actually is going to be out this weekend. Oh, great. On YouTube. Maybe I'll watch it with my son. Yeah. Uh, he knows the I, I alphabet think pretty well. Love, I think he would love it. He, he's really into the alphabet. He really enjoys that LMNOP section. That's the car crash area yeah. of the alphabet, right. is it he, not? He yeah. loves it. He <laughs> smiles every time. You know, he likes Coco Melon, and they do the alphabet yes, in there. Yes. And every time he gets that LMNOP, he's got a he's got a thing. His favorite letter is W, but he just calls it double. 
right? Uh, <laughs> he likes the shape of it and everything. It's a fascinating letter, actually. If you research the history of that, the W did not exist. It was like considered like a double V of mm-hmm. sorts, just to distinguish it from the letter V. Uh, you know, doctor's office magazines that you read and stuff. Right. And pick up this. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to tell yeah, them that. I'll get a great kick out of that. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, for, for now, the extent of our conversation about it is it's an upside down M. Or 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 a Good side one. sideways e right because uh, sometimes he'll carry he has all these letters all over the place um, uh, we we're only we only have about twenty one letters in there because I don't know where these other five letters have gone but he will carry the these letters over and he's right about what letter he's carrying maybe forty percent of the time forty percent which is uh, not bad twenty one months old right forty percent of the time yeah you know he gets the he gets, the, he, gets awesome. he gets the O's he gets the O's gets E is tricky. E is tricky. He thought it was M. He thought it was double. <laughs> so it is what it is. Well, that's exciting. Hey, um, so you have a on a song that we played uh, on the radio uh, a month or two ago called Sunshine and Good Times. And uh, people can see the video. I'm actually going to link to it right now on uh, my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Fan. In fact, maybe we can cue that up, uh, Mr. Matt Blaze. Dancing in my chair over here. Here we go. Sunshine and good times are always. It's very catchy and and a great video. What was it like making that uh, music video? Well, you know, I don't know if you remember, Frank, but at the beginning of the summer, there was a period where the sun was not out for like two and a half, three weeks. Right. Yeah. And everybody's like, is this summer going to start? What's going on? So one Sunday morning, I woke up, and lo and behold, the sun was out. The sun was out, and I had no gigs. I said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw all my stuff in a car, and I'm going to go down to shore and film a video for this. So I went to my childhood beach, 14th Avenue in, in South Seaside Park. That's where I spent my summers. I've done a few other videos there and stuff. And I run on the beach, and I, I grab my guitar, have my other stuff with me. There are people all over. The lifeguard's asking me where my badge is. And I just went for it and kept on filming. In the video, it looks isolated. It looks like there's nobody there. Right. But I kind of worked that out with editing and stuff. I'm filming a video. It's going well. Uh, I, I do the whole thing in about two, two and a half hours. But about halfway through, about halfway through, my eyes started getting a little itchy. Something was going on. I, I don't know what's going I don't know what's happening here. I'm like, all right, let me just uh, get this done and get out of here. Again, film everything, throw the stuff back in the car, go home. I'm stoked. I got all the footage. The next morning I wake up and my eyes are Almost 100% fully shut. Ugh. Fully shut. My whole face is swollen. So what was it, an allergic reaction? Well, I, I didn't know at first. So what happened was I had two preschools to entertain at oh, that morning. Boy. Well, you can't see. So Exactly. So I, I went to the freezer, and I put some frozen Korean food on my face. Some chick left it there. Was it, was it kimchi? No, it was these little chip things. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was not kimchi. That would be uh, like more like a... Right, right a that's, that's what I'm yeah. trying to picture, okay. 
So I put this stuff on. Uh, she broke the ice maker. That's what happened. Too. Oh, boy. So I put it on my face, and uh, I go do the gigs. I walk in with sunglasses. I'm like, hi, I'm not trying to be aloof. I just have this thing going on. So I ran to the doctor later that day, and she told me I have perio something. Uh, I, I didn't know exactly what it was. And she gave me a cream or something, and it cleared up right away. But if you watch the video... And some of the close-ups, if you look at my face, uh, yeah, my eyes are starting to look a little funky there in some of the close-ups. It, it, something was going on. Uh, I, oh, she also mentioned UV rays and stuff, which put a scientific uh, so spin on So how did you get over that? I uh, just uh, kept covering you, my eyes. So you just left it alone, basically. I left it alone, try not to scratch right, my face, okay. and put on some cortisone. I th- okay. Well, so you put something on there. It was a cortisone. Yes. Okay. Ron Albanese is here. He's a children's and family entertainment personality, a uh, musician and comedian par excellence, a DJ and MC for all events, all ages, and all occasions. If you ever want to uh, check him out, check out some of his music, or uh, maybe try and get him for one of your events, you go to his website, Ron Albanese. Dot com standard spelling of both Ron and Albanese. And uh, I know you're a teacher, Ron. One of the things that I do wonder about, we heard about this a lot, particularly during COVID, but I think you hear about it every year, is summer brain drain. Is that real? Do kids really get dumber over the summer? Completely false. Completely false. If anything, they get smarter. Uh, and, and this is how I'll, I'll, I'll couch it to you. Remember in school doing things like the talent show or the school play. Those are the things you really remember about mm-hmm. school. And that's not to knock the three R's as we used to call them. Uh, but I think uh, cutting loose in the summer, again, sunshine and good times, hitting the pool, hanging out with your friends, going on trips, things like that are the true um, enriching things right. in life. And I, I think it contributes to a more holistic education overall. Did I just say that? No, I like that. Uh, By the way, if people want to talk to Ron Albanese and me, you can call in at 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. One thing I wonder, Ron, I know you've done pretty well as a children's entertainer, and yet you've kept teaching. And I have a lot of friends who are teachers that have these side gigs, and they, half of them at least, are itching for the moment when the side gig will allow them to no longer teach. I'm guessing, I have no idea what your financial situation is, but I'm guessing that you make enough money as an entertainer where you don't need to keep teaching. Why do you keep teaching? Good question. Uh, For me personally, I'm trying to lock in those medical benefits. I I don't Uh, doubt it. (laughs) I don't doubt it. So I'm doing uh, right now, uh, and I reserve the right to change my mind, I'm looking at two more and out the door. Mm-hmm. with teaching uh but yeah you know a lot of people first of all you don't know one teacher in the world that doesn't have two maybe three jobs oh no i know that's just a truism across the board my thing is particularly well maybe a little unique in the sense that it's essentially two full-time careers mm-hmm. you know i'm not just doing the summer camp in the summer or the rec department or something like that so uh yeah a lot of teachers do pine away for the time when they can segue over to that. And for me, uh, if things go right, it'd be two more out the door. Again, maybe it's 10 more I teach. I, again, want to see how things play out. Yeah, and uh, again, if people want to ch- check out the uh, the teaching tunes that you're yes. going to be doing, how can they do that? The if fir- Carmine wants to watch it this weekend, for instance. Absolutely. First best way is uh, look me up on YouTube. And uh, my official handle there is Ron Albanese Entertainment. Got it. And if you just put Ron Albanese in the search bar, you'll get a bunch of videos. And actually, I have videos chronicling my entire 
entertaining career going back to, oh boy, 2014. Wow. Oh, excuse me, 2004 on there. That's uh, that's very impressive. Ron Albany's entertainment. Hey, um, how's your love life these days? Is this dead air? <laughs> we have to ask the tough questions. Listen, honey. love's a hard game to play. I you do. Tough questions, you do. Uh, love's a hard game I to play, George right? Floyd's uncle about his uh, drug yeah, arrest. Listen, you think I'm not going to yeah. ask you about uh, you know, a, a, a couple of, uh, you know, of relationships that went awry? You know, listen, uh, things go day to day. Uh, the winter happens. We sit around eating and getting fat, you know. Uh, so uh, hope springs eternal, as they say. There are uh, certain people out there or a certain one out there uh, where maybe someday it clicks. All right. Well, you know? wishing the best of luck on there. Was that could... obtuse enough? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, I, I know a dodge when uh, when I when I you see it. Absolutely. Hey, um, so you've mentioned a couple of times that you are uh, listening to us, you know, on the radio. Why are you up at this time of the night or this time of the morning listening to me on the radio? When, when I think of the life of a teacher or a children's entertainer, I don't think about people that are generally up between 1 and 5 Eastern, but you are. Why are you up at this time? I got to tell you, besides coming in here, of course, I, I live life to the fullest as much as possible. Uh, more color, uh, greater sound, totally uncompromising in sound, presentation, and spirit. And what that means is coming in here, driving into the city, I was listening to a mix of a new song for my teaching tunes that my musical collaborator just sent me at 1.48 a.m. And I was listening to that coming over. So I think ideas grab me at different times. I actually wake up sometimes, Frank, at, at this time and have a, a, a riff in my head. Really? Or a song idea. Absolutely. They kind of just fall into my head and I'll, I'll sing it into my phone or, or jot down the ideas. Yeah. Sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the day for me and I'll have an idea and then I'll say, do I want to write this down or do I want to go right back to sleep? Inevitably, sleep wins that, that face-off. But uh, I guess that's why you're, you're Ron Albanese. So that's, uh, that's exciting. Um, now, uh, you have your guitar. You know, maybe, I do. You know, maybe we'll have Noam come in because I know he's a fan of yours. Uh, we'll, we'll take a few calls, 800-848-9222, if you want to talk to Ron Albanese about anything where, where that's on your mind. You're a big talk radio listener, though, and you have been over the years, right? Absolutely. Who have been some of the, your favorite uh, talk show hosts? Oh, boy. It doesn't I, matter the genre or the station or whomever. You, you, well, you know what? W, I was raised on WABC. Going back to the music, WABC in the 70s, the all music. Uh, and then when it turned into full-time talk, starting in, the, what, the late 80s? 82. Yeah, 82. That's right. That's right. And then about 88, 89, I really latched on uh, to listening to talk radio of all kinds. I have come up with, with the greats. Uh, from Bob Grant, Jay Diamond. And, you know, I have a question for you uh, regarding Jay Diamond. I think he was the one that came up with, and I don't know if you remember this, when he would call Dinkins Mayor David N for nothing Dinkins. <laughs> I, think that was, I think that was a diamondism. It might be. Jay, Jay, Jay might be listening, so he'll text me if that was him or not. But uh, yeah. uh, Jay is, uh, as far as I'm concerned, maybe the most talented talk show host. One of the ever. greats. He's incredible. One of the greats, Frank. And, you know, yesterday I was driving around uh, listening to WABC, and I got to tell you, uh, your friend of me there, uh, Curtis Lewa, was on fire for his rip and read uh, at the noon hour. He was just he was just throwing them all in there, uh, all out crazy, evil eyes. Uh, what was the other one he said that had me? I haven't heard him use uh, who's uh, talking about Adams. 
his complexion is his protection. I haven't heard that one. He was playing so, all the hits yesterday. He was just that's for sure. on yesterday. You know, the combination that Curtis is of pro wrestler uh, meets, you know, he knows what he's doing. And, and it, he really was on yesterday. And I, I enjoy that. And now, of course, uh, gifted a, entertainer. I'm a Sid Sin, of course. I listen to Sid in the morning all the time. And he's been firing on all cylinders lately as well. Yeah, yeah. And the ratings reflect that. He's, uh, awesome. he's doing absolutely, absolutely that's wonderfully. Great. All right. Uh, the, the inimitable E. Frank has. A question or a comment. Hello, E. Frank. Yes, uh, I want to address this uh, comment to uh, Mr. Albanese about children's stories and uh, children's songs. You know, uh, years ago there was a, a sketch, uh, this is a show that was produced by a, a gentleman named Lorne Michaels. He's been there for almost 50 years. No, not familiar. With with Never heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> no, I heard of him. I heard of him. <laughs> He had a sketch with a, a uh, an actor uh, whose name is Dan Aykroyd. He had a sketch, uh, a John uh, uh, Mainway with Jane Curtin about um, a, a cruelty with toys against children. And I was just wondering if you believe that, uh, uh, you know, talking about uh, the, the negative parts or issues involving uh, children's stories, children's songs, they, should they all be based on, um, you know, only good things, not negative things, like, you know, introducing uh, children to the cruelties of life through children's stories? Yeah, what about it, Ron? Are there a lot of songs about uh, about starvation and child poverty? Well, it's funny you say that, because right now I'm, I'm writing a song about the plight of uh, giraffes along the Congo, actually. And uh, it's a very touching tone. Oh, that's very nice. That's, uh, yes. Like, no, you know what? Yeah. I would say uh, I try to be as uplifting as possible. And you mentioned Baby Einstein right. earlier. And, you know, I had every single DVD when my son was little. Really? He was hypnotized, mesmerized. He loves it. Oh, Although now, now Carmine's gotten into, and this is where I hate these, these apps that just start playing the next thing. Because I guess one time we put on Baby Einstein for him and it just went on to the next show that they thought they yes. would like. Well, they got his number. Because Peacock, which airs Baby Einstein. He it goes into Tommy the Little Dragon, which I don't necessarily think has the same sort of educational value as Baby Einstein or uh, maybe something like Sesame Street or even Coco Melon. But now he loves Tommy the Little Dragon. He's hooked on this Tommy the uh, Little Dragon. The algorithm, as they, or the algo, as the kids that. say. I, hate I that know, algorithm. I know. You know, E. Frank. Getting back to you, is he, is he on the line? No, here? no, no. We we gave everybody a break. And <laughs> well, if you're listening, Frank, I would say you know, and this is my opinion. I'm here to uh, be uplifting. I'm I'm here to to you know. I want kids to be kids as long as possible, and I don't want to rain on their parade at all. Uh, I'm just here for kitty rock and roll. Again, full color, escapism. Uh, the innocence of youth plays into that, I feel. I wish more adults would maintain kind of a, a childlike aspect of their personality. Everyone's so serious, so angry, so ready to, you know, um, uh, I don't know, not have fun. I wish they would have a little bit more child in them. People are more tense than ever. And I'll tell you, I'm on my third childhood. I, you know, absolutely. I do not lose touch with that cut loose, feel good spirit that we all had as kids. And that's what I try to do again through my music. You know, I just want it to be a good time. Well, that's great. Hey, you have a new book coming out? You know, I'm working on something right now. Uh, oh, wow. This is another great exclusive announcement. Oh, here, here it Lucky is me. right here. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do, since the boys are uh, busy over there. I'm gonna, oh, you have a drum roll? Excellent. I'm a drummer too, by the way. 
Uh, the book project is... I am not a clown. I'm just this guy. My life in 25 years in children's entertainment by Ron Albanese. All right. Well, when is that going to be at? When can people check that out? That's going to be coming out when it's done. All right. Okay, <laughs> I'll tell enough. you. But, you know, I always kept diaries. I always wrote down things. And I've always uh, just really have um, noted things through the career, you know, I've had. And I, I, I'm also going to do something, Frank, where it's not just going to be a fluff piece. Uh, I could do that. I have tons of pictures, great stories about entertaining, but I'm also going to take you behind the scenes about what was going in my life in on in my life personally. So you know, I sell fun for a living. Mm-hmm. So let's say you have a bad day and you work in an office. You just go to your cubicle and hit your computer. No matter what mood you're in, you're going to crunch your numbers and things like that 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 people do. For me, I, I got to go to a first birthday party in Rawway. Even if I'm having a bad day, right. you know, and I have to sell fun, I have to be on. So I'm going to share a lot of that stuff. I, I think it's personal, but I think it's also universal. That's great. I, I love that. Hey, uh, it is Kenneth's birthday. Um, Get out of here. Yeah, Are you no. Ken? You're Ken. Yeah, and so wow. that's the real reason we wanted you in here today. That you were, <laughs> you're. This is a way of getting a cheap children's entertainer in here for well, his birthday party. Well, I have party. an invoice for you. Good. <laughs> so we may ask you to break out the guitar for Kenneth in uh, in just a second. You want to stick around sure. a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah. All right, stick around. We're going to talk to Noam. We may take a few calls as well. Carlos is in Canada in the meantime. Carlos, what's on your mind? Uh, Mr. Morano, uh, well, uh, I've been, uh, I love your music, uh, uh, the music you're playing. Thank you. Thank you. Looking for God, for Jesus for a long time. And so. I'll find him eventually. Coming out of this movie, uh, uh, Oppenheimer, and I'm. Totally overwhelmed by the the, the oh, some just out. Of, I needed some Teletubbies actually to <laughs> to 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 help me forget the the, the seriousness of the situation. But I wonder if you could help me. Did I did I? Here, did I hear right that the the, the last uh, line of the, of the movie, uh, Mr. Einstein, he tells uh, Oppenheimer, uh, he he tells him uh, he, when he he received the, the medal of of uh, freedom. Sir, uh, are you jogging uh, right now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you definitely do do sound a bit labored. Carlos. There's more breathing than talking. Y- yes. Oh, and yeah. oh, oh, I'm that way. I'm, I get uh, a track uh, like uh, when the, the millions are li- might be listening. I'm a professional artist. I've, uh, I've. Uh, my father was a neurosurgeon, so his brain. Uh, talking the the show about the brain, and my father kept the brain the, of uh, of the guinea pig. Uh, um, uh, he dissected a guinea pig Where, when I was nine years where's old. Where's the brain uh, now, Carlos? The, the brain. Yes. Where's the brain now? Yes, the, the brain is in, was in the, was kept forty years, and I was a professional artist, and I needed some shelf space, and it was in the formal. So you threw was, you threw away a a brain that had been preserved for forty years, a human brain. No, well, a, because, guinea pig, a guinea pig. Sorry. I, oh, you don't you don't know how how much things are being thrown away uh, from the the home, uh, my father's home. Uh, um, oh my goodness! You and my Carlos. wife, are, you and my wife are kindred <laughs> spirits. You guys will throw away everything. Carlos, Carlos thank wants you. to do the mambo. Uh, exactly, uh, Larry in Brooklyn. Hello. 
He's asleep. We put him to sleep. You put him to sleep. <laughs> he was awake when I was talking. Larry, And here you are, Ron. You put, put poor Larry to sleep. All right. Uh, Lar- Larry has been very open about his issues with Wake sleep up. apnea with us, so uh, we wish him the very it's best. A serious issue. To- you know what it is, I hear. And uh, people that have, uh, that have it... They try that CPAP machine. It yes. does help a lot. Some people don't want to take it, but uh, they absolutely, definitely should. All right. Noam Layton's going to join us in a minute. Ron Albany's going to stick around. He might do something fun for Kenneth's birthday. We'll see, hopefully. 800-848-9222 if you want to talk with us. Noam Layton, straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano, uh, joined in studio by Ron Albanese. And uh, just when you thought we couldn't have any more fun, Noam Layden comes waltzing in to prove you wrong. Our news director, Noam Layden, has some news that you can use. Hello, Noam. Good morning, Frank. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. Are you working again this weekend? Uh, I am. Good. Okay, great. (laughs) Idle hands of the devil's <laughs> playground. I love that. Exactly. I'm so excited that Ron is here. I know you were. Uh, you're you're a fan of Ron's. I am longtime fan of. Ron. That's great. Yeah. That's great. What do you, what do you, That's how excited are you to meet a fan? Very cool. <laughs> very cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We'll start with the awful and move our way backwards. Wonderful. How about that? Great. Okay. So this story out of Libya just gets worse by the day. If you haven't been following it, these huge colossal floods over the last uh, well, now it's three days. Uh, about a foot of rain fell in like a 24-hour period in a place where it does not normally rain from like March until November. I mean, not a drop of rain. That's kind of the Middle East. But these weather patterns have changed, and uh, it has flooded out entire neighborhoods. And the thought is the death toll could reach 20,000. 20,000. I can't remember a disaster. Nothing comes to mind with a number of 20,000 in recent history, right? No. No. A weather Uh, disaster, anyway. So um, the, we're seeing these visuals now because uh, planes and uh, drones are up in the air and just entire neighborhoods completely wiped out. People had no warning it was coming, uh, likely were drowned, uh, sent out of their homes. The ones that survived are telling just these incredible stories of trying to save family members and un- unable to do so. Just awful. And part of the problem is, is they want to send these rescue crews in, and they have, but there are two competing governments in Libya. And so uh, there's been fear about sending these crews mm. in when you have two governments that are opposing each other. So that's been part of the problem in terms of saving lives. So no, well, I, I don't even know, you know, what, I mean, you hope that thing, they get a handle on things quickly because I mean, that's just awful that yeah. kind of devastation. Terrible. All right. Let's take it a whole lot lighter. Oh, let's go to goodness. France. Supermarket chain there. Shrink inflation. Shrinkflation. Have you heard of this idea of yes, shrinkflation? They, same prices, smaller container. Yes. Shrinkflation. So, but you don't know, right? You right. don't know. I don't know. Kleenex, right? I was so, in the pool. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one of one of the products less cookies, less yes. potato chips. Right. Of course, they're not going to advertise it. Right. And the price is the same. The whole idea, the psychology behind shrink shrinkflation, right, is they take product away from you, but they keep it at the same price because if they raise the price for the same amount, you might go from Skippy peanut butter to Jif, right. right? Which is smart. That's smart thinking, especially now in these inflation times. So in France. They saw what was going on with shrinkflation, and now they are labeling all the products where you're getting ripped off. Oh, wow. Isn't that I great? like this. Yeah. Wow. That Isn't is that smart? outstanding. So one of them is uh, Unilever, which, of course, is one of the biggest companies in right. the world. Uh, they've taken their, some of their products and shrunk them. Who's and now leaving her? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, and the Lipton that, Iced Tea. That's a callback to our earlier. Oh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Lipton Iced Tea has less product in it, so now it has a label on it. So if you go into this uh, French supermarket chain, you will now know which products potentially to stay away from because they're ripping you Good off. Good for them. I yeah, like that. I like it a lot, too. Right, France. Let's bring it back home. Crazy story out of Long Island, okay? A high school, uh, sorry, elementary school teacher, fifth grade teacher, uh, gives an assignment on 9-11. I'm not sure if it had anything to do with 9-11, but the assignment is, let's say there is a nuclear fallout, which already you're sort of saying, fifth grade students, nuclear fallout, are we really doing this? So the assignment is that let's say there is a nuclear fallout, a nuclear war, and you own a shelter where you can save people's lives, right? So the exercise is is to pick the people you would bring into that shelter with you to save their oh, lives, boy. okay? Which I kind of remember doing an assignment like this, similar to this, but it was high school, right? Because it made you think outside the right. box, right? right? But these are fifth graders. So then you say, okay, all right, no, I'm no big deal. But here are the list of people that they were told to think about saving, okay? Here are the 10. A 16-year-old pregnant girl. Okay. okay, it's a little weird already right, for fifth grade student. Right. A police officer with multiple charges of brutality pending against them. A 38-year-old retired prostitute. This is fifth retired. grade. Retired. Yes. Retired. Okay. Yes, she's retired. She's Did not well. doing it anymore. Invested. <laughs> a 75-year-old priest. A 35-year-old sterile female doctor. Why I don't know. This is again fifth grade students. Fifth grade here. A husband and wife treat the retired prostitute. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. A husband and wife. They refuse to be separated. He's a lawyer. She's an alcoholic. Uh So you'd have to take both of them. Okay. Um, A thirty-one-year-old homosexual architect. All right, I'm not putting the teacher in a shelter. (laughs) (laughs) A fifty-year-old musician who was previously addicted to cocaine. Oh, okay. And a 20-year-old drifter with no apparent skills. So you had to narrow this down to, I think it was five or six of the people that you would take in with you to the shelter. What class was this? This was health class. (laughs) (laughs) Some gym teacher gave this assignment. Yeah. So uh, the kids picked, you know, because they did the assignment. Then, of course, you can imagine some of them went home and, you know, they actually tell their parents what's going on in school. Outrage, as you might guess, because it's just such a bizarre sort of lesson. And uh, no surprise here, that teacher has been put on leave, and there's a substitute teacher teaching health class out along the I'd love out. to know how they came up with that one. That's, that's yeah. That wasn't your class, Ron, right? Heck no. Oh, jeez. No way. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> not a... That is something. All right. Well, um, no radio talk show hosts on that list. I, I, <laughs> no, I, I noticed that, actually. <laughs> no children's entertainers? No children's entertainers. Oh, Frank, we're out. <laughs> I know. My you know, goodness. I got to talk about nuclear war for a minute. Well, actually not. But remember the day after? 
the movie. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Of wow, wow, wow. Nicholas Meyer. When I, yeah. yeah. Yes. He's been a guest on this show. He's terrific. Well, you with Star Trek. That's and, right. That's absolutely Star Trek 2. Arguably the best in the franchise yeah, of that, movies. That's right. I'm partial to five. Don't. We could argue off air. Um, but, you know, uh, the day after, I, was a, I used to deliver newspapers as a kid, and I watched that. And the morning after, I went delivering newspapers. And I'll never forget, you know, the, everything's quiet. You just see a few birds. And I was really spooked out from that movie. I'm, I'm sure if you saw it as kids, too, you know, it was a really jarring experience. Yeah, yeah. Oh no! It was uh, it really. I think it holds up today. And uh, mm-hmm. the story of the negotiations they had to do with the Pentagon to even make that movie really, yes. really interesting. No, thank you. Unless you of have course. one more for us. Uh, I mean, if you want. No, one no. More. Well, okay. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Uh, whatever you think people need to be informed about. I don't uh, want to twist know, your arm. Uh, let's talk, since we have you here. Let's talk yes. music. This yeah. Rolling Stones sure. album. How interesting is this? Oh, right? This is something. You excited about this? I'm a big Stones fan. Mick Jagger. I will pretty much be the Mick Jagger of children's entertainment, I believe. (laughs) But the Stones in general, huge fan. Love the 70s New York Stones. Love all Stones. And love Angry, the single. I think it's just great. Hackney Diamonds is the name of this new album. Yes. And everybody is on it. You have uh, Paul McCartney, uh, Stevie Wonder, Elton John, Lady Gaga. I think it's sort of like they're saying, okay, this is it, man. This is our last album. I mean, the people were saying that 30 years ago. (laughs) They were. Steel Wills, yeah. But here he is, uh, Mick Jagger. Uh, He's 80 years old, right? Amazing. And he's about to go out on tour. They say they're going to tour. I don't know how big of a tour it's going to be, if there's going to be a week between each concert to rest up. But he's incredible. (laughs) I mean, you see him move. uh, The way he moves at 80 years old is unbelievable. So I'm excited. I, I think I would go out and see the Stones I, one more time. I think time. I might as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Speaking of music, Ron, uh, do we have? Um, I don't know. Do you have something you want to do for us? Whether it's in Kenneth's honor or you know or what? not. So all right, let's do this. Let's do this, uh, uh, Ken. All right. Would you guys sing if I play Happy Birthday? Absolutely. Well, yeah, what's that course. song That's you usually right. do? What's that well, song? Is that yeah. public domain now? Happy Birthday. We don't have to pay a, a fee for it. Okay. Yeah. Ask Cap. Okay. Well, actually, what, what's that other song we'd sing up? Dashing through the snow (laughs) in a one-horse open. No, that's not it. (laughs) Kenneth, happy birthday, dude. I'm going to play. They're going to sing. This is for you. Here we go. Um, Ready? One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Kenneth. Happy birthday to you. There you go. Very nice. Woo! It's better than Woo! the Van Halen you where's requested the, before. Where's the gong? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all right, we'll be Ron. appearing at Starbucks, everybody, uh, later on. Uh, Ron, uh, but in all seriousness, if people want to see you, they can uh, track you at ronalbanese.com. Ronalbanese.com, absolutely. Uh, or just Google me and you'll find me. Thank sure. you. Thank absolutely. you, Ron. Appreciate you uh, coming in. Thank you, as always. Gnome, uh, I'll take a couple of quick calls at uh, 800 848 Lisa is in Connecticut. I know she's celebrating a birthday this weekend as well as I wow, mentioned earlier. That was, Hello. That was a spectacular performance there, you guys. Yeah, you may have a future <laughs> in this business. Well, I don't like the Right? Brand. Yeah, exactly. Lisa's a musician as well, as I, oh, as cool. I mentioned earlier. We gave you a shout-out for your birthday earlier, uh, Lisa. Oh, thank you. I missed it. I well, was working. Well, you, you got some nerve. Oh. What's, on, what's on your mind, uh, Lisa? What's on my mind? Um... Hmm. Let's see. Uh, try to put together some fun for my birthday, uh, my birthday weekend, and let's see what happens, Frank. 
All right. Well, very nice. Is that why you called, or did what, did yeah, you have? Just wanted to say hi. See how you doing? Very nice. Well, yeah, Rachel you, and Karma and our. Thank you. That's very kind. I gave you this whole big build up as such a good caller earlier. You're you're. Uh, there's a lot of pressure on you. Oh, now, Lisa. Lisa. Oh, Lisa. Oh. <laughs> we were chatting. Yeah, but, uh, you and Lisa could do a duet or something. Sounds, yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, maybe we can. Lisa, th- we can. thank you I very much. Oh, good. single that is, is actually being released today. Um, it comes out on iTunes. One Life DJ Aristocrat remix comes out. All right. Uh, so One Life DJ Aristocrats, they can check that out on iTunes. Happy birthday, Lisa. Thank you. Uh, appreciate that very much. 800-848-9222. Steve is in Manhattan. Hello, Steve. The name of this segment should be uh, Norm Lane's wearing his talking shoes. I'm not even sure I get that. Uh, okay, but what else do you have to add there, Steve? Well, what do you want to talk about? I know you just, you just got right, rid of that. All right, thank, thank, thank you, you for your call. There you go, Steve. Thank you. Um, Steve's the guy that says, go Buchanan, go Buchanan, go, uh, yeah. you know, for the last 30 <laughs> years. You know, <laughs> he got to help. Uh. He, you know, he's, he's going down with the uh, with the ship. All right, uh, I did, um, <laughs> I wanted to just comment on this UAW strike and uh, and this uh, NASA. So it's, it's official. It, yeah, it's, uh, oh, it's certainly looking that way. Oh, Here was the UAW president. Sean Fain explaining a little bit of the reason as to why they're going on strike. And a big shout out, by the way, to all our listeners in the Detroit area on WFDF. The companies have chose, we, from, from day one, we've told these companies, you know, we don't expect them to delay and drag things out, and that's what they chose to do. We didn't want to be here. We want a fair agreement. We want fair economic and social justice for our members. That's what this is all about. And it's a shame. They've drug it out, they waited to the last week. So here we are. We got to do what we got to do. You know, I know that uh, a lot. Some people are uh, criticizing the UAW for uh, being uh, asking for a little too much here. I, uh, I totally understand where the workers are coming from on this. If you look at the big three, the big three auto manufacturers, they have made a mint. Okay, you want to know? They have made two hundred and fifty billion with a B dollars in profit over the last decade. 21 billion in the first six months of this year alone. Okay. That's because of uh, a lot of demand for cars after the pandemic, along with higher than uh, the normal consumer savings. And they're doing fine. All right. So these, these car companies are not, don't need to cry poverty at all. Second, meantime, the very same people who are saying they can't pay the workers a fair wage, they, the look at the, salaries that these CEOs at the big three are making. Ford CEO, CEO pulled in $21 million last year. And uh, GM CEO Mary Barra got a whopping $29 million last year and over $200 million during the last nine years. Overall, CEO pay rose over 40% over the last four years. Now, do you think the guys that are actually building the cars are getting a 40% raise? You think they're asking for a 40% raise? Third, the 350,000 UAW auto workers have totally been excluded from the fruits of this. And over the last four years, while the CEOs have gotten a 40% raise, their wages have risen by 6%. So, I mean, uh, and you have this ridiculous 
two-tier wage system that most auto workers still work under, which pays hires substantially less, meaning the new hires, substantially less than the old ones. So over time, this has meant that the typical auto worker has actually lost ground. And then you have the emergence now of this other two-tier system. These big three car companies have been quietly citing new plants to supply batteries for electric vehicles in non-union states. So they don't even have to pay these people a a living wage while they go and uh, build these electric car batteries elsewhere or sometimes even in other countries like uh, like South Korea. So I totally see where the auto workers are coming on this. Here's a a little bit of the back and forth with uh, Sean Fain talking about uh, why they're doing this and what they're doing. You've got a long list of demands. You look at the economic situation. This industry is trying to move to an electric future. You've got competitors for these big three automakers uh, paying a lot less in some cases for labor than these companies. How can you expect to actually get everything you're asking? Shame on those competitors, number one. All this is, is the companies are trying to drive a race to the bottom, and we're better than that. America's better than that. You talk about the raises uh, that, in, in your presentation the other night, you talked about the raises that are currently on the table from the big three. They've made some concessions. You've said they're, they're not enough, but they have made some concessions. Have you put out any olive branches so far? We we gave counter offers. We, we've t- we, and, and that's the first misconception that some of the corporate CEOs have been putting out saying we haven't countered. We've countered. We've had very constructive conversations. We made counter offers again tonight. It's their fault. It's a shame that they waited to the last week to start meeting. Well, it's a shame for the country. It's going to be a disaster for the economy, and hopefully they're able to come to a resolution to this quickly. Hey, speaking of resolutions, and we're going to do 15 seconds of fame in a moment, 800-848-9222 if you want to start queuing up. NASA said yesterday that the study of UFOs will require new scientific techniques, including advanced satellites, as well as a shift in how unidentified flying objects are perceived. So they released this 33-page report yesterday, year-long study. This was an independent team commissioned by NASA, and they cautioned that the negative perception surrounding UFOs poses a big obstacle to collecting data. And this is now what we're hearing from Congress and the Pentagon as well. But the officials said NASA's involvement should help reduce the stigma. I certainly hope it does. Here was Bill Nelson talking about, the he's the uh, NASA administrator, talking about the mathematical possibility of life elsewhere. Listen to, actually this is mislabeled, but um, here's uh, Bill Nelson instead talking about the UAP research group. We, NASA, have taken for the first time concrete action to seriously look into UAP. And this independent study team is exactly that. It's independent. They work to develop recommendations about how NASA could better examine them from a scientific perspective. And the top takeaway from the study is that there is a lot more to learn. The NASA independent study team did not find any evidence that UAP have an extraterrestrial origin, but we don't know what these UAP are. That's why I'm announcing that NASA has appointed a NASA director of UAP research. 
I think that's a great sign. And I heard a lot from a lot of folks in the UFO community that it sounded like this could be on the ver they could be on the verge of some major disclosure in the coming days. All right, we're gonna do fifteen seconds of fame and squeeze in a couple more of your calls if there's time. Straight ahead. The other side of midnight. Side at Midnight with Frank Morano. This is obviously the Rolling Stones. Give me shelter. This was a birthday bumper music selection by uh, Kenneth's birthday twin, Paul Casale, who is a great guy, a former actor, may still do some acting, uh, who now works as the budget and legislative director for New York City Councilwoman Camila Hanks. A great guy who I've known a long time and a very hardworking public servant and this was one of his song selections so uh, happy birthday to Paul Casale happy birthday as well uh, to someone who uh, didn't get any of her selections on and Papataros a good friend of mine for a long time a beautiful woman a very hard worker and even more importantly a nice person before we get to 15 seconds of fame um, let me start with Joey in Queens hello Joey Frank, we have to have a constitutional amendment to save our country. It has to happen, Frank. We've got to have it. We need the next president to be president for life and then president after life by preserving the greatest brain in human history in a bottle of formaldehyde so he, he'll never not be president. We need a president forever. And uh, we got to have it, Frank, because the, the communists are taking over. Thank you, Joey. And we need secretary of state. We need secretary of state. John Tobacco, you've got to be the secretary. <laughs> secretary of Defense, Lou Wien, the great Lou Wien. Lou Wien, unfortunately, no longer with us, but... The Other Side of Midnight. This is 15 Seconds of Fame. Randy! Yes, that Russell from White Plains. Rusty! Yeah, we got to worry about... Ourselves, not these rat politicians. I worry about my heart doctor, Papa Piedro in Greenpoint. He saves lives, not ruined lives. Like Pete. Sizzle moron, sizzle moron, sizzle moron. E. Frank. My uh, deceased father owned three American cars, one Korean and one Canadian used car. I just want to say the this auto worker strike that's impending is very fair in many ways. And like a- Joe. Hey, Frank, it's Joe for Ron Konkuma. Happy birthday, Kenny. Have a great weekend, Frank. Let's go, Jets! Roger! Frankfurters, what a terrific name. What a very clever name for your team. No wonder you get paid the big bucks. Exactly, exactly. I knew it had to be a reason. Thank you, Roger. Thank you, Ron Albanese. We'll see you soon. Uh, check him out, ronalbanese.com. Happy birthday, Kenneth. Happy birthday, Annie. And uh, happy birthday, Paul Casale. Have a great weekend. Frank Morano, good day.